So we're holding by Shmuel Beis where Perik Tezvav Pasuchav Zayin. The learning tonight should be Aschus Eli Nishma Sebechiel Mechul Ben Asher and Yecheskel Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda as well as Aschus for Fushlema for Moshe Ben Miram and Yosef Menachem and Chava. So I wanted to go back to Pasuchav Zayin for a minute um, because there were a couple of things I just wanted to touch on. So Pasuchav Zayin once again. Uh, the king says to Tzadik, do you agree with me? Do you agree with my plan? Go and return to the city and go and take with you Achimatz and Yoinasan, the son of Evyasar. And they will be, as we saw, they will be the informants running back and forth between Yerushalayim and my camp. And that was, but David instructs Tzadik to go and return to Yerushalayim and to take the Aaron back with him. So the Malbim explains the Lashon of Haroya Atta that he's saying that I want it to appear that Haroya Atta is if it's something that you wanted, not like you're serving on my behalf by returning to the city because everyone's going to hear and word is going to reach Shalom that you left to come to my camp together with the Aaron. Something like that's not going to where it's going to spread that you took the Aaron with you, and yet now you're returning back home. Make it look like you had a disagreement with me, we had some sort of falling out, and for that reason you're siding with Avshalom, and so that way you won't appear suspicious in the eyes of Avshalom. That's Haraya Atta. Make it look like this is coming from you, the fact that you're returning to the city, in order that you should be able to avoid suspicion. There was a something we learned a couple of weeks ago about... David's bracha to Avshalom, when Avshalom initially asks David permission to go to Hebron, David says, Lech B'Shalom, and we saw from the Gemara and Brachas, you should never say Lech B'Shalom, you should only say Lech L'Shalom. And yet the question is, in this Pasuk, David seems to violate that rule again. Because he says here to Tzadik, he says, Shuva Ha'ir B'Shalom. Why is he saying B'Shalom again? I thought B'Shalom was not an appropriate Lashon. So there's three Pesukim given, there's three Pshatim given. Adar Zekenim says, that he says here, he's not saying lech. It's only a problem when you say lech. But if you say a different lashon, like you say shuv, or you give a bracha, for example, the example he brings down is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu says, v'shafti v'shalayim, that I should rest in peace, which is uh, saying a, a bracha. So those, in, in that uh, type of circumstances, then it's okay to say bishalim. It's only when you say lech that you should not say bishalim. That's the Hadar Zikanim. The Amairi R says that shuva bishalim means that go and return home, that go and return to your place. That's okay. In other words, shuva is okay. It's only a problem if you're saying lech to go somewhere else. But when you're going back to your own, to your original place to return, that's okay to say bishalim. And finally, the Nite Eitan says that we find that um, um, that the Aaron was going with him. So the fact that the Aaron was with him is what protected him. And since he's a shliach mitzvah, we have a rule that shluchim mitzvah in nizayken. For that reason, the using the lashon here of bishalim did not impact negatively tzadik. But according to him, really David should have said leich lishalim. It's just that tzadik had the protection of the Aaron, so therefore nothing bad happened. So Pasuk of Ches, Va Reu, David continues, Reu see, Anoichim Mismamea Bearvois Hamidbar, I'm gonna remain here in the plains of the wilderness, Arboy Dovar May Yimochem Hagidli until word comes from you to inform me of what Avshalom's plan is. So I know how to how do I how, so I know how to react and how to properly prepare. So Tzadik and Avyasa returned the Aroin to Yerushalayim and they stayed there. David went up, 
of Oile Ubaiche. He was crying as he went up. His head was wrapped. And he was going barefoot. All of these are Simonim of Avelos. And all the people with him, also they followed suit. They all covered their head. As they, and as they went up, they went up crying as well. The Harazesim is opposite Yerushalayim on the east, across the Nachal Kidroin. Why is David going there? So there's a couple of Pshatim that are brought down by the Mepharshim. Rashi says that he bowed down towards the oil where the Aaron was kept, and that was visible from the summit of Harazesim. The Radak says that Harazesim overlooked Hamaria, where David knew the base of Migdash would eventually be built. So he went to bow down towards the Makam Amigdash as part of his fila and as part of doing tshuva. The, that's the Radak. And finally, the Rabak says that Harazesim had Kedusha in its own right because of how close it was to the Makam Amigdash. The Abarbanel says that David went to Harazesim because either it was on the way to where he was his hiding place or because it overlooked Yerushalayim and allowed him to see what was going on in the city. He wanted to briefly observe what was going on in Yerushalayim now that he left in preparation for Avshalayim. Again, this would be a strategic um, um, lookout. The Medrash in Tehillim says, at what point did David say Kapitel Gimel? Kapitel Gimel is the one that begins, Mizmel David Babarcham Ibn Afshalom, when he ran away from Afshalom. As he's running away, he says a Kapitel Tehillim. The Medrash says it's right here. Right here in our Pasuk, when it says that he was climbing Harazesim, at this point, he says, this Kapitel Tehillim, he sings praises to Akadish Baruchu. So the Mepharshim asks, how could David say a, a, a praise for HaKadosh Baruch Hu here? He's singing a song. It's a Mizmar Shir. Uh, it's not a kinna. Why is David not saying a kinna if he's running away from his son who's rebelling against him? So the Gemara Brachas deals with this. We touched upon this earlier. David was told by Nason that a evil, a raw, would come from within his own house. David was afraid that it would be an Eved or a Mamzer that would rise against him. Such a person would not have any Rechmanus. But when he saw that it would be his son of Shalom, he rejoiced, because he was certain his, that his son would show, would have Rachmanus on him, as opposed to an Eved or a Mamzer. Also, says the Mashiach Chaisim, David was happy that Avshalom staged a public rebellion in which he could avoid getting killed by running away, as opposed to if Avshalom had privately stuck up on David when no one was suspecting him, he could have easily killed David and taken the Malchus that way. The Ian Yaakov says that David knew that going into Gullus would bring a full kapara, and that also brought him great joy. At the end of the day, David wanted a kapara for his mistake with the Maisa of Bathsheba. The um, ben Yoyada says that David was not really afraid of being killed by an Evet, but rather he was concerned that if that would happen, it wouldn't be a full kapara. But when he saw that his own son of Shalom was behind it and how difficult his Yisurim knew, David knew that this Yisurim, this suffering, would definitely bring a full kapara. And therefore, his, his neshama burst forth with this song with this with this mizmar um, um, as a as a celebration of the fact that he realized now he would get a full kapara and he would be zoiche to a full reward in the next world because he would get his kapara now. The Kliyakar points out, look at the order of the Psukim. First, the Aaron is returned to Yushlaim, and only then David ascends Arazesim and he's crying. Why is he crying only once the Aaron leaves? Says the Kliyakar. When the Aaron's in front of you, you have to have proper respect, proper decorum. Once the Aaron leaves, then David could now show his emotion and start crying, but it wouldn't be appropriate to do any of these things while he's in front of the Aaron. And David keeps his mind even though he's under tremendous stress.